feel pretty lucky. Oh, let's get fucked up. <laughs> All right, welcome to another uh, edition of Let's Get Pucked Up. I am your host, Robin Coymans. I am drinking Red Racer Session IPA today, and I've got two uh, very recurring guests with me, uh, my two friends, Wyatt Donowski and Devin Granger, who have been with me for the last few weeks to talk about international rosters. This week, we're actually going to be delving into compliance buyouts, the very exciting world of compliance buyouts. So uh, I'm going to throw it over to Devin to just uh, say a quick hello. So, yeah, how's it going, Devin? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, weather's starting to get pretty nice over here, so I'm getting outside, so feeling pretty uh, chipper. Awesome. And uh, then we got Wyatt Donowski on the pod again. Wyatt, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Good. Uh, it's finally like plus 10 degrees outside in Winnipeg, so... It's been a beautiful day. Um, I'm drinking Farmery. It's from a farm in Nipawa, Manitoba. It's called Robbie Scotch Ale. So it's about, I don't even know how, oh, it's 5% alcohol. And it uh, looks pretty light. Not a lot of foam on the top, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I should uh, mention that we're doing this record at 3.30 p.m. or 3.45 p.m. my time. So that's why I'm going with the session IPA instead of a like full IPA. <laughs> Got to go with the lighter <laughs> beer right now. And Wyatt, I guess you're doing the same about 4.45 your time. Going with just a yeah. meter 5% beer. That after work beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing I figured would be of note uh, while we're doing this compliance buyout episode um, Wyatt's got on his uh, Andrew Ladd jersey, as is the, the uh, I guess, like kind of the, the atmosphere of the episode is that we're talking about players who need their, their contracts to be bought out. So uh, very appropriate for sure. I've got on my Brent Burns jersey. Um, this does not necessarily suggest that Brent Burns should be the player chosen to be bought out by San Jose, but I, I feel like there's an argument to be made that Brent Burns could be bought out. <laughs> Um, but more than anything else, San Jose Sharks have like four or five players that need to be bought out right now. So the, 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 I guess, logo on the front is more important than the name on the back for the purposes of how many people should be bought out from this team. Um, yeah, maybe uh, we'll just explain briefly what we mean by a compliance buyout episode. So back when there were the last couple lockouts um, teams in the NHL were given an opportunity to buy out one player off of their team and just have their cap hit erased completely from the, from the team's roster, from the team's count against the cap. And we're imagining like this scenario would be happening with the league now based on the fact that COVID-19 is really messing with the projected salary cap. Um, I've heard and read some news stories that it's probably not going to happen, that they're not going to have compliance buyouts because uh, owners don't want to be shelling out that kind of money to people who aren't really helping the team out, I guess. But I don't know. I think that's a stupid argument. I think that there are lots of really shitty contracts on teams in the NHL right now. I feel like teams should take advantage of the opportunity if they do get compliance buyouts. So we're going to go alphabetically through the NHL and we're each going to give our pick for a player from each team. So I guess we'll start things off talking about the Anaheim Ducks. And my first pick for the Anaheim Ducks, I have Adam Henrique. So, I don't know. 
It was a, this one was a little bit of a difficult choice. He's got four years left at 5.83 million per year. Um, he's 30 years old and his career high is only 51 points in his rookie year. So like he's a solid, consistent enough player, but he's on the wrong side of 30. He's still got four more years at close to 6 million. And the main reason I would say the Ducks should consider this buyout is that they are not competing in the near future. So why have a 30-year-old center making $6 million for four more years? Um, yeah, his career points per game is only 0.57 as well. He's just not really, in my mind, worth that money. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I uh, agree with you. That's how who I had written down as well. Um, and like you said, I think the big thing is that they're rebuilding – and I think they have enough um, veteran leadership on that team already. They don't need Adam Henriques to sort of carry that cap hit and, you know, see the other guys kind of no. grow into the game a bit more. No, if they, uh, if they want that veteran leadership, they can just re-sign Getzlaff for like a year or two, like do one-year deals like Joe Thornton did in San Jose kind of, and then free up the second line or first line center spot for Sam Steele or other prospects coming up. Yeah, exactly. And apparently they they have David Backus. Yeah. So they so. do have David Backus. Um, <laughs> Wyatt is really vehemently disagreeing is, with us. What so. are you talking about? Adam Henrique has been one of the best players last year. He like was leading that team in like scoring. Yeah, the last he was, but like that's not a accomplishment on the 2019-20 Anaheim Ducks. So like I I disagree because I like Adam Henrique and if you throw all the numbers out, which I'm going to do for all of my picks, I'm just going to pick people that I enjoy to watch and I don't like watching. Oh yeah, I, I forgot think, to, sorry, but I'm just going right. to interrupt you for a second wide. I forgot to explain. Um Devin and I are going to be doing the hard math in this episode. <laughs> We're going to be delving into the numbers because we actually are numbers guys and understand math. Wyatt on the other hand does not understand math. He does not understand how GMs do their jobs. He just looks at a player and decides whether or not he doesn't like their face or he does like their face or, I don't know, uses some other strange criteria. So Wyatt's really just given his gut reaction <laughs> right off the right off the bat. So I'll let like, you continue with that. Like every good GM, I react emotionally to every decision that is made. So – my, I, I'm not going to pick Adam Henry. I'm going to pick Cam Fowler. I think Whoa. Cam Fowler has been bad since signing like that long-term deal. I don't think he had, I think he's going to be a bust in a couple of years and then they'll buy him out. And then Winnipeg will sign him for a very cheap deal and he'll be like a role player, but he's not, he's not a top two guy. And they're going to, they're paying him like a top two guy. So is there going to be a caveat at the end of all of your picks that <laughs> these guys are going to get signed by Winnipeg on a very cheap deal? <laughs> yeah, that's not them. Winnipeg needs D. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cam Fowler, I think Cam Fowler is a legit choice though. Yeah. Like I'm, I feel actually kind of uh, like I've thrown the listener for a loop by saying that you're not going to be doing any math on this. And then you pull out Cam Fowler as your first pick. Cause is there, there is a legitimate argument to be made for Cam Fowler but also the the team, um, Anaheim, they still need defensemen. And he's, I don't think, terribly overpaid. But I see what you're saying. Like, he, it's, a long, it's a long deal. Like, what is he, what is he getting paid per year? I think it was just over $6 million or around $6 million. Oh, pardon? Yeah, he's making, six, he's making oh. 6.5. 6.5. Oh, my goodness. He's still over in 20 yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, he has like 20 points per year. Why are you paying him six mil? Like, that's what I don't understand. All right, fair enough. I think that there's definitely an argument to be made there. Yeah. Um, yeah 29 points last year in 59 games. Which is pretty solid for a defenseman, but I think if you're paying him 6.5 million from his age 28 mm-hmm. season on to his age 34, 35, um, you're looking at a decline from 28 points in 59 games, probably. So that's maybe not the best investment. Right. I guess like, and there's more to a defenseman than just point production, which is, <laughs> I think where it becomes difficult to really analyze which defensemen need to be bought out. <laughs> but He was plus minus zero on the Ducks team last year. So that's not. <clears throat> yeah. Um, in the interest of moving things along, let's uh, just talk, maybe we'll go on to Arizona. So. Um, although like it was tempting to talk about David Backus with Anaheim, but I think he's not got enough time left. <laughs> he's, he's only got like one year <laughs> left or something. So whatever, he's fine. Um, Arizona, I picked Phil Kessel. He's got two years at 6.8 mil left. He's 32 years old and had an absolute garbage year this past year in Arizona showed that there wasn't really as much of a fit as people were expecting there to be. Um, only 38 points in the in like 70 or 71 games he played. Um, what do you guys say? Maybe we'll go to Granger. Yeah. Again, that's the same pick that I had Feel the thrill. Um, I just feel like he's, this is it. Like he's starting to show signs. He's on the decline. Um, yeah, I, I kind of question how interested he is even in playing the game though. I'm sure he probably is. It just, maybe it's not showing. Yeah. What? <laughs> All right. This might seem weird, but what about, Ekman Larson. <laughs> like, don't, like, what's his cap hit? Like 8.25 mil, maybe? Mm-hmm. And like, 8.25, yeah. I don't think, and he's not a, he's a defensive guy. I mean, he's not ripping it up, is he? He, he used to. He had like a career high of like 55 points, I want to say. Um, he, it looked like he had the potential to be a like consistent 40 to 60 point a year defenseman for a while, but I feel like, the last couple of years that's dropped off, even though he's still basically their, their guy on the first power play unit. Um, I would agree with you in some respects, because that's a lot of money to be paying a guy who is now probably on the other side of his prime. Yeah. And I just don't like, I get, he's the captain. He's like the heart and soul guy. That That's great. Sign him to a way cheaper deal, like buy him out. And then if he doesn't work out with Arizona, you can go to Winnipeg on a really cheap deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh the refrain yeah so uh i i remember when this deal was signed i did think it was an overpay i felt like he's a good defenseman he's really solid for sure but he's probably worth in my mind like 7.5 i think would have been a more reasonable cap hit and i think just the term yeah. the term was pretty pretty wild mm-hmm. maybe like six years at 7.5 i think would have made more sense mm-hmm. what do you think ranger uh it's tough. I mean, he is, I would say, like pretty consistent 40-point defenseman. I mean, 8.25 is probably a little bit high for that point production, but I also think like he's serviceable and he's only 28. And I don't know. I, I feel like there's nothing that's really told me that he won't be able to, you know, have a fairly prolonged career. Like he seems fairly healthy, fairly fit. Whereas you know, you're paying Phil Castle 6.8 and I don't know whether it be his 
maybe the attitude that he's bringing uh, again, I'm just going back to that passion thing. Like, I don't know if he's necessarily got it, but his point production is starting to decline quite a bit. Whereas I think even though you're overpaying Ekman Larson, if we think like 7 million or six and a half is more appropriate, he's still putting up points and every team's got a couple players who are serviceable, but clearly getting paid a little bit too much. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and another thing that I kind of did when I was going back and forth on players um, was think in my head at the current cap hit and term that these players have, would they be tradable for anything? Um, <laughs> Ekman Larson, I think you could absolutely say they could get a decent re- return on him, even with his <laughs> term and cap hit. Like he's still got a lot of value in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not that's smart is, uh, <laughs> is, is probably more of a problem with GMs overvaluing people for past, uh, past accomplishments than looking at what, the cap will the cap it will do to them in the future for the duration of the contract but um i do think that ekman larson still has quite a few years where he can perform at least close to his cap hit like probably more more like a 7.5 million dollar player for the next three to four years is what i would guess but i think he's more valuable to the team especially right now when they're trying to make the playoffs that's to like 2025, 2026. Where are you going to be in 2025, 2026? That's for a uh, future GM to figure out. John Shaker doesn't have to worry about that right now. It's a lot, a lot of money invested long-term. And yeah, just, but, but he is like, for a team that has no real offensive uh, contributors or just like, there's no real face of the franchise, he's the closest thing <laughs> they have to it. So. True. I feel like if they bought out their captain, who's like Mr. Dependable and wants to stay in Arizona, it's hard enough to get people to come there. Then <laughs> that would look pretty bad. I'm going to use your argument against you. Why when we get to Winnipeg then? I'll change my uh, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll go to Boston now. So uh, I have John Moore. He has three years left at $2.75 million. Um, he's 29 years old, only appeared in 24 games this last season. He's basically a seventh defenseman slash AHL caliber defenseman. So I think he's just making <laughs> too much. Um, Devin, what do you think? Yeah, um, I found Boston kind of interesting, actually. I had him on my list, um, and I also had Krejci, and I also had Coyle, actually, just to kind of look around and... Why he's shaking his head, but I think <laughs> why it's going to shake his head at everything. Charlie Coyle, <laughs> I did. I had Coyle. He's got six more years at five point two five, and his highest point total was fifty six points in uh, twenty sixteen. And since then, he's not only dropped off dramatically, but he's been injured like pretty much every single season. He's only had two seasons where he's been healthy. So I think you know five point two five. It's acceptable if he was like a consistent 50 point player no doubt about it you know kevin hayes he's like is clearly overpaid to do the similar role but i feel like charlie coyle if he's continuing to be injured and his point total isn't really cracking like 40 points even then that's an issue for me um but krejci he's declined quite a bit too uh, that one was kind of a tough one for me to be honest, but I did say David Krejci. I kind of picked him, but I do like your pick, Robin, to be honest with you. Um, Wyatt, what do you think? I'm just going to argue Charlie Coyle. <laughs> like, I think he's, I think he's a bargain. 
And I, and like, I think Minnesota did not use him properly. And because Minnesota just overall sucks, but uh, I think he's like a Boston type of player. And I think that's going to benefit him in the long run. So I wouldn't necessarily say Charlie Coyle. I would also say John Moore because I don't know who he is. And he seems, <laughs> he seems. <laughs> useless, so. Yeah. Like um, pick, pick the most generic name and then. <laughs> yeah. Well, quiet, quiet. Let me, let me just say this. 2017, 66 games played by Coyle. 37 points. 2018, 60 games played, 28 points. And then, oh, wait, no, he did finish off. Uh, he got six points in 21 games in Boston. So I don't know if he's a better fit there. And then in 70 games, he got 37 points. So yeah. I don't know. The, the coil contract does seem a bit of an overpay. It reeks of them just being like, um, just interested in this like shiny new toy that they traded for <laughs> and just like, kind of like the Evander Kane contract, which we could get to later, but just like uh, <laughs> a player they acquired and felt like, oh, this is the guy we've been missing all along to get us to the Stanley Cup, and then they just overpay, overextend him. He's um, 28 as well. 28? He's 28 years old, so it's yeah. like, I don't know how much more room for growth he has either. But And like uh, you do, why you brought up that he's like, he's a Boston Bruins player, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, which is something that got Tyler Sagan shipped out of uh, Boston for not being a quote-unquote Bruins player. And I think that that is just an argument that the Bruins use sometimes that I just think hurts them ultimately. <laughs> There's no such thing as a Boston Bruins player. There is a good hockey player. and You just need good hockey players mm-hmm. on reasonable contracts so that you can put more good hockey players around them. Anyway... Uh, maybe we'll move on to Buffalo. Um, for Buffalo, I have – oh, this was a tough one. I uh, There are a couple players there that I really wanted to buy out. Um, <laughs> but I ended up going with Kyle Oposo for his uh, three years left at $6 million contract. He's 32 years old. He probably shouldn't even be in the league at this point, to be honest. He only had 19 points in 52 games this season. Um 48 points over 130 games in the last two years. Uh, but yeah, honorable mention to Jeff Skinner on that disgusting contract. So uh, Devin, what do you say? Yeah, I'll keep it pretty much short and sweet. I got exactly the same thoughts as you, Kyle Pozo, and then runner up Jeff Skinner thought about Jeff Skinner long and hard, but he's more likely to bounce back. Than yeah. <laughs> Kyle Pozo, but Kyle I guess anyone is. For sure. Wyatt? Yeah, I just don't like Kyle Pozo. <laughs> and, um, and I do like Jeff Skinner, though. I feel like Jeff, Jeff Skinner had a rough first year, but I think he will be better. And I think he'll play into the contract. Well, he had, a, he had a rough first year of the extension, I, I guess yeah. you could say. Because he, he had a good, he had a great first year in Buffalo. Oh, but, right. uh, Last year, yeah. Yeah, but for whatever reason, they decided to just separate him from Jack Eichel entirely this year which basically showed that he was only a product of Jack Eichel's insane play. And yeah, this was a rough year for Jeff Skinner. Hopefully he bounces back. Hopefully he gets some playing time with Jack Eichel again at five on five. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that was a short and simple one. Let's move on to Calgary where I think we will all probably have the same answer. Uh, It's Milan Lucic. So three years at 5.25 million left. He's 31 years old, only 20 points each of the last two seasons. Um, I don't know if you guys want to disagree with me. I'm very uh, open to listen to it. Cause it'll be interesting, <laughs> but Devin, 
You can go ahead. No, that's it. Uh, Milan Lucic. What? Yeah. Like, I just feel, I feel like he was born in the wrong era. Like, he would get paid a bunch of money if he, like, played 10 years before he started his NHL debut. Like, he was, like, like a bona fide superstar before, like, the, the NHL has gone faster. So yeah. I do feel bad. I do feel bad for him. Like he seems like a nice guy, Does and he? well, not on the ice, but like off the ice, he Does seems he? like. <laughs> but I, well, like, you're getting I, paid a bunch of money too in yeah, this one, which is why I we're buying. Feel, feel bad, and I love that trade last year where they traded Neil for Lucic. Like that, like if that wasn't an insulting, the most insulting trade, I don't know what is. Like, and it's the the same two teams in Alberta, which is brilliant as well. So the, good. The, the funny thing is, yeah, well, we'll get to Edmonton later, obviously, as we go through this alphabetically. But um, if if uh, they if they do end up with compliance buyouts for these teams, I feel like Neil and Lucic are probably most likely to be bought out by their teams. So that's yeah, but, it'll just be null and void anyway, except for the draft picks. What about, I'm going to be controversial, Johnny Goudreau? No. No. I, I don't think they can win with him. Sure, but they can but they can trade him and get a lot back. So I don't think because he's got a really low cap hit. He's only like six point seven five mil for I'm a guy who has a hundred point potential. Yeah, I, I just don't like Johnny Grujo. That's, that's <laughs> fair. But he I gets, mean, he gets pushed around the playoffs, and like, who becomes like a rock star? How do you make your paycheck? You make it in the playoffs, and I haven't seen anything in the playoffs that he can. I don't know win a series, but like be be like like less whiny because like he does but i think if uh they don't need to buy him out he's got a perfectly reasonable cap hit they can trade him to a team where he could be second or third fiddle and then Mm -hmm. he doesn't have all the pressure on him and maybe he'll perform well in the playoffs true yeah um yeah let's uh do you guys have anything else you want to add about calgary no okay so we'll move on to carolina this one was tough. I don't even know if I would go through with this. I was kind of on the fence of whether or not they even had a player that was worthy of a buyout, but I ended up going with uh, Jake the Snake Gardner. Um, <laughs> or the Gardner Snake, if you will. <laughs> so three years at $4.05 million left. It's, obvious, it's honestly not that bad of a contract when Jake Gardner is playing at the level he can. My worry is just that based on the one year that we've seen of him in Carolina, he's he looks like he's in a bit of a decline. He's had in back issues that are slowing him down. Um, yeah, he had 24 points in 68 games this last year, which isn't terrible, but it's not really – I feel like you could get a, a player on an ELC or a player at like one or two million that could produce the same. So, Devin, what do you think? Yeah, um, I picked Jake Gardner as well. Uh, not so much because of the point totals. I think in his limited ice time and his role there, like he was still producing points. And I think when, you know, the entire Carolina defensive core got injured, they, they were probably happy to have him because he can move the puck. But it's mostly uh, maybe some of those defensive liability issues that are still, you know, in my dreams at nighttime as a Leafs fan. <laughs> But right. also the the, uh, the back issues as well, and just injury prone. So yeah, Carolina d- has done pretty well with their their cap uh, system so far. So yeah, what? 
again, I disagree with both of you. Jake is amazing because he got walked by, was it Jake DeBrusque? That was amazing when <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, so I always, always will love uh, Jake Gardner for that. And being like a minus five in game seven, that was also like a defensive prop. For his heroic incompetence as a, <laughs> as a Maple Leafs blue liner. And, um, I, I'm going to pick James Reimer. <laughs> what, what's wrong? What are you laughing at? I think James Reimer has the worst contracts. He's a what? back goaltender and he's getting paid how much money, Coymans? Uh, it's just over three mil. But I don't, th- I don't think he has much term, does he? I have no idea. Yeah, one more year. Is one or two years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. one more year. One year, okay. Yeah, I just don't, like, he's getting up there. He has, like, he he's not very good anymore. Like, bring him back to Toronto and well, put him in. You say he's not very good, but I feel like he had better numbers than your boy Corpus Allo this year. <laughs> we're, we're not there not there yet. <laughs> I know, but uh, let's uh, let's just call up James Reimer's Hockey DB page. Yeah, like, nine fourteen save percentage, twenty five yeah. games played, two point six. He outplayed Peter Mrazek for the most part this year. Um, he is earning more than Peter Mrazek, so I guess he should be technically playing Peter Mrazek. But um, they don't really have anything in the system that inspires confidence to come in as a backup to Peter Mrazek, and he really needs someone to like share the load. I would say. I, I I could see that if they were to re, if they were to sign someone like Anton Kadobin um, as a free agent and have him come in at a lower cap hit than Reimer, but then even then I think you, the best you'd get Kadobin out would be like two million, and then the savings are just barely over one million for like mm-hmm. one year. So and and a team like Carolina that um, I know they have a rich owner in Tom Dundon, but he also doesn't like to waste money or spend. So I feel like he wouldn't want to make that kind of a buyout i don't know debatable <laughs> but again why we're, you're here for the the hot takes against players you don't like so your your point is very uh very fair in that one everyone hates james reimer so <laughs> <laughs> but i love jake gardner give, give him a chance <laughs> james reimer notorious asshole from uh just like a good old Mennonite community in Manitoba or something. Oh, and, and he, and he like held, I felt so bad. He didn't get that um, job with the Maple Leafs. Like I th- he, he could have taken that role. Yeah. James but, Reimer, yeah. Yeah. When he was playing with the Leafs. Yeah. When Bernier got the kind yeah. of supplanted him there. And uh, yeah. even after he just like played out of his mind in the playoffs against the Bruins the previous year. Yeah. They yeah. blamed the whole collapse on him and it's just, well, I don't know if they did, but I mean, they mm. could have Bernier. I don't get it. Jake Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to Chicago. Uh, this one, I think, is fairly straightforward. Brent Seabrook. Yep. <laughs> Brent Seabrook, guys? Brent Seabrook? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your team is actively trying to shop you. <laughs> like, that's not a good sign that they want you to be around. The Seabrook contract has been just poisoned since the day it was signed. What um, is it? What, like, how bad is it? He's got still four years left at 6.875 mil. Whoa. And he can barely play 16 minutes a game, sheltered minutes right now. Um, <laughs> he's 35 years old. Yeah, just Stan Bowman just getting hurt for rewarding guys <laughs> for, for past accomplishments, as most teams, as most GMs seem to do in the NHL. So, is he, 
Wait, is he on long-term injury reserve? Was he playing last year? He was playing, but he got he did get injured near the end. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure what his status is at the moment. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Chicago to just LTIR throw him on yeah. throw him out to what is it Robida Island like the Leafs <laughs> called it for uh, <laughs> Stefan Robida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um so no 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 arguing on Brent Seabrook. Uh, what about Taves? No, Taves. It's interesting. What is he? How many years does he still have left? I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see. Taves cap friendly. Like I think he's. If I look it up, yeah, ten point five. Yeah, he's four. definitely overpaid. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. He's uh he's a UFA in 2023-2024, so he's got one, two, three more years after this one. Yeah. And, like, I think Kane is getting better, and I think <laughs> Taves is worse. So I would pay Kane more. I would but... say Taves is getting worse. He's had a, an odd resurgence, actually, in the last few years. Um, really? I, mean, I think yeah, since Calden took over, he's been much better production-wise, but the team has gotten worse. So, yeah, so 2018... 82 games played, 81 points for Taze. 2019, this year, 70 games played, 60 points. So Not since, great. Basically, since Calden's come in, he's been close to a point-per-game player. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I think he can still do something. I would keep him around instead of Seabrook. Like, I yeah. know that he's making more money, but there is an argument if you could do a double compliance buyout to potentially take Taze off the books, since Chicago's just so, like, hamstrung by... Uh, his contract and Kane's contract and Seabrook's contract that basically they can't compete. They can't fill in a roster as long as they've got like 30 million there counting against those three players. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, maybe we'll move on to the next team alphabetically, which is Colorado for Colorado. I have Eric Johnson. He's got three years remaining at six mil a year. He's 32 years old. Um, he only had 16 points in 59 games this year. And I know that his point production isn't his like reason for being on the team. He's a defensive defenseman or a good all around defenseman. He provides leadership, but looking at his advanced stats, he is minus 10 and minus 11.5 Corsi relative the last two seasons. So that's like really bad. I know that Corsi is, yeah. Okay. I see, I see your hand gesture Wyatt. I know that no, most people don't give a shit about Corsi, <laughs> But it's okay, not, and it's okay not to give a shit about Corsi when you're like minus four, minus five Corsi relative. When you're like minus ten, minus eleven point five back to back seasons, there's something there. And you might say, oh, he probably just gets started constantly in the defensive zone, and he does get more defensive zone starts than offensive zone starts. But this last season, he had I think forty one, forty two percent offensive zone, fifty eight, fifty nine defensive. So that's like yeah, more defensive zone starts, but not so egregious that his relative course he should be that bad i think i don't know and he's also just 32 and a a little overpaid Mm -hmm. what do you think devin Uh, i say i think that's a a tough one um i like eric johnson and i think like i think he just fits well with the team and they don't really have like i mean they have ian cole but aside from him like he's kind of just a really solid leader on the back end. Um, but I mean, if I was to dig into the cap a little bit more, it's probably a good idea to buy him out because 
they have started to have to pay for some of their stars like Rantanen. Now they got Makar coming up and they have to pay Makar, I think next season. So yeah, they're going to need some money. And then they've got like guys like Bowen Byram around the corner too. So it might be a good idea to maybe shed some of that weight. Um, but they're, they would need to sign, I think another veteran defenseman because they need to make that push they're they're kind of getting ready to win right so yeah i i agree they would need to sign a veteran defenseman but they probably could do it at a better deal than three years 18 million mm-hmm. yeah uh, why what do you think uh didn't eric johnson go first overall yeah so so you can pay him whatever he wants he went first overall so yeah the, the old neil yakupov argument <laughs> yeah and the alexander dag argument so yeah. <laughs> that's I, I wouldn't pick him. I would pick Ian Cole. I think Ian Cole's a way worse deal because he is not good and he's getting paid a lot of money. I'm, I don't know how much money, but he's probably getting paid a lot of money. He is actually getting paid more than I would have thought he would be getting paid. I think he's like 4.25 mil or something, but I think, oh. he's, only, I think he's only got one year left on that. Yeah. Get rid of him. And, and he's actually been pretty productive the last little while for Colorado. He uh, This past year, he had 26 points in 65 games. Um, yeah, that's actually tying a career high for him. So uh, <laughs> probably not a good indicator of him being worth $4.25 million, But nope. I think so because he's only got the one year left, that contract is passable. It's, like, it's okay. I guess so. Yeah, but again... Wyatt, you're not here to crunch numbers. You're here to just make... <laughs> I'm here to pick people, and I don't like his beard. That's another issue. Get rid of the beard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <excuse> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Fair enough. Allergic but, uh, to Ian Cole. Any other thoughts regarding the Colorado Avalanche? How so, do they have... Uh, Nathan McKinnon on a six million dollar deal. Like what? What? Yeah, seriously. Like know your worth. Like there are some of these deals. Well, similar to the Shifley deal in Winnipeg, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these guys just sign these deals, and I don't understand. Like even this past off season too, with some of those bridge deals for like Braden Point and Charlie McAvoy, I was like, my god. Yeah, like shocking. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll move on to Columbus, uh, where your boy Corpus Allo tends the net, Wyatt. Um, he is not my pick. He, I think he's making fair value. Um, my pick for Columbus, I was back and forth on this one, whether it's worth the buyout or not, based on his age, because he still has the potential to turn things around. But Alex Wenberg, He's got three years at 4.9 million remaining. He's only 25 years old, so he could still have some good years ahead of him. But the last three seasons, he's played 199 games. He's only scored 15 goals. Um, And this is playing like 17, 18 minutes a night as the number two center on the team. And he does have 67 assists, so he has 82 points. But that's over three seasons. (laughs) And if you're playing as the second line center and you're averaging – so 82, that would be like, what, 27 points a season? And I know that this last season shortened by like 10, 12 games or whatever, but still, that's just not good production. So, uh, Devin, what do you say? Yeah, that's exactly what I had. Uh, Wenberg's always been more of an assist uh, player, mm-hmm. but I think he just hasn't really taken any 
steps to even improve that aspect of his game. And uh, for a number two center, like Columbus needs more because they're kind of a yeah. score by community team to begin with. And if he can't put the puck on the net and Cam Atkinson struggling too right now, uh, you know, so they, they need someone else to, to do that. Yeah. What? Both of you again are wrong. It's clearly Brandon Dubinsky. <laughs> Have you? So, so he's, Brent- he's buried in LTIR, but uh, make a case, Wyatt. He's oh, how much is he making? Because I don't, I don't know. I, he's I making care. five point something, but he's only got one year left. What? And I doubt, and I doubt he's even going to play. Like yeah. I think he's, in, I think he's basically Ryan Kesslering his way through that contract right now. Yeah, it just shows like how much influence Tortorella has. I think Tortorella like brought him in as well from like I guess New York. Well, Tortorella rode him into the ground basically. He had Dubinsky playing like twenty minutes a game and just hitting <laughs> and doing everything. So like I'm not surprised he's falling apart. Yeah, I would I would say Brandon Dubinsky just to be controversial. <laughs> uh, like it, it would be fair if there was any chance of them not being able to stash that money away, but I think they will be able to stash it away. He'll um, come back. <laughs> yeah, watch him come back just to, <laughs> just to prove me wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Dubinsky is probably a decent choice if he does decide to come back and try and force their hand. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, only one year left, so I'd say Weinberg is a better choice, even with Dubinsky healthy and wanting to play. Um, <clears throat> maybe we'll move on to Dallas. All right. I, this is one where I think my choice is a little more saucy, a little more interesting. I have Jamie Ben. So five years at 9.5 million a year. He's 30, soon to be 31 years old. And I don't think the ownership would ever allow this to actually happen because the NHL is too, uh, too much about the present, too short-sighted. But yeah, he only had 39 points in 69 games this year. And I know they're playing more of a defensive system, but that's still just ridiculous for a guy making 9.5 million for five more years after this year. Um, his body is clearly deteriorating and at a really, <laughs> really fast rate. Um, he only had 53 points last year in a full season. Um, it's sad to say, but former Art Ross trophy winner, Jamie Ben, I would buy you out. Devin, what do you say? Yeah, hundred percent. And I own his Jersey. And I'm disappointed. And yeah, I would buy him out too. I think 9.5 is too much. And I would go as far as saying that ownership would even consider buying him out, seeing as they already basically said that he was playing like shit, like a couple of seasons ago. Jim lights, a motherfucking horse shit or whatever. Wow. I could not believe out of Devin Granger's mouth saying I would buy out Jimmy Ben who has basically Granger has a man crush on Jamie Ben <laughs> for the entirety that I have no, known of him in China. It was Jamie Ben, this Jamie Ben, that wow, crazy. So I agree. I think it's, um, but to be controversial and because this guy <laughs> screwed me in the, in the, in my hockey pool, Joe 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 <laughs> <laughs> because he was, he, he was so good. And then he became so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't mean, understand. You, you, if you, if you understood math, you would have understood why he became so bad. Why? Cause he had such <laughs> like, an inflated PDO from the previous year that it was just not repeatable. What he did. Um, yeah. He had an inflated PDO. His shooting percentage was like over 20. And he'd come off of a year before that where he'd only scored like 21 goals. The decline was clearly supposed to be in effect. There was just a weird bounce back season based on unsustainably high shooting percentage. 
And then mm-hmm. he comes to Dallas, a team that is not good offensively, doesn't have a good offensive system. Uh, Jim, Jim Montgomery gets fired. You think, oh, maybe this is a chance for the offense to be better. No, Rick Bonus is even worse <laughs> of an offensive coach. So, <laughs> yeah, I was tempted to go with Joe Pavelski, but I couldn't overlook that ridiculous catheter of Jamie Benz. How much is Pavelski getting paid? Seven mil for the next two years, and he's 35. What? Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing the money away. <laughs> yeah. And the oh. thing is, like, maybe Jamie Benn and Joe Pavelski can contribute and be offensively productive on different teams, but on this Dallas team, it's just not happening. Um, and it makes me feel like they might be done. They might be washed. So, yeah, very, uh, very fun talking about that team. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, Edmonton. So, Edmonton, um, I did Detroit. pick – sorry? Detroit. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Detroit. They're still in the NHL Coimans, even though they're the worst team. Yeah, I just I must have subconsciously demoted them like Premier League style. (laughs) Yeah, they got relegated to the AHL this year and we're bringing up like the, I don't know, like San Diego Gulls or something. Like, do they, don't they have like 26 points? They, they're like, they haven't broken 30, have they? They broke 30, but that's just because of the like loser point and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, historically inept Detroit Red Wings, guaranteed of a top two spot in the draft, potentially based on what we're hearing. Uh, they have a lot of good options for buyouts. I will <laughs> go with Justin Abdelkader. Um, I feel like most of us can agree with that. How can you not? He has three years at 4.25 million left, and he only had three points in 49 games this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's like that's like my numbers in the Dragons. Oh, man. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like each one of us could probably put up more than three points in 49 <laughs> games in the NHL if we were given like 13 minutes a night like Abdicator was. I'll just set up a screen in front of the net and I'll go yeah, off my shit and in. Yeah, even Cody Cece can put up like seven or eight points in a season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a burn. <laughs> um yeah, Abdul K and, and CeCe's a defenseman, a stay-at-home defenseman. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Abdul Kader is just – that's terrible, that contract. Um, but I will give an honorable mention to Franz Nielsen, who's 36 years old, has two years left at $5.25 million, and only had uh, nine points in 60 games last year. Uh, yeah. Granger, what do you think? Yeah, that's it. That, Justin Abdul and, yeah, uh, honorable mention for sure to friends and because i don't think he's doing much of anything either but yeah why what do you say you want to be uh it's want to go wild with a non-applicator or nielsen pick it's hard i think applicator is like a perfect connection to lucic like he's like the detroit lucic um he's a poor man's lucic which is like shocking that those words can even come out of my mouth but (laughs) so i yeah i think yeah if there was a bio it's going to be him. I can't, I can't think of any controversial opinion on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, now let's get to the team that I was raring to get to before Edmonton. Um, <laughs> so the new Ken Holland team, I'm sh- he does he hasn't had a chance to uh, lay his fingers on this team too much yet to give any abdicator style <laughs> contracts, but there are still some, some Chiarelli miss mishaps <laughs> in here as well. So, um, but even that being said, I'm still probably going to go with uh, the James Neal contract, which was inherited via trade. Uh, so three years at 5.75 mil, 32 years old. 
he did have a respect, somewhat respectable 31 points in 55 games played this year. But that was mostly during like a six to seven game, just out of his mind, prove it, start to the season. Uh, just playing on the first power play with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Like people are eventually going to have pucks bounce off of their sticks and into the net playing with those two guys, <laughs> which is uh, evidenced by the Zach Cassian contract, which is my honorable mention. <laughs> um, yeah. Devin, what do you think? Yeah, 100%. Uh, James Neal, get him off the team, use that money, bring in some actual wingers for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and like figure this out, Edmonton, because you've got like two you know, franchise generational players. Mm-hmm. What? What about the Nuge? <laughs> no, I just don't like, I just don't like the Nuge. <laughs> you don't like the Nuge? What, what, what do you not like about him? He's, he's mayonnaise. He's just like so plain. And I don't know how much he's getting paid. Probably a lot of money to be playing. I think he's getting paid like six mil. That's crazy. Like he should get, I feel like he signed like a six year, $36 million deal. Yeah. Day or something like, or maybe it was more than that. If he, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I would say just to be controversial, I'd say Nugent Hopkins. But he's in his um, prime right now and he's I like just a point per game player. Is he? No, I, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> pay attention to your gut. <laughs> played 61 points last year. He put up 69 points in 82 games. And remember, he's not getting like the minutes that Dreisaitl and McDavid are, and he's still putting up yeah. there. I guess like it's really it's really lucky that Dry settles so good and that McDavid is so good and he's kind of overshadowed, which is nice. I think if he's the number one guy there, he will not do well. Right. Yeah, he, and I mean, like you could say he's like a Johnny Goudreau type, and that he's like maybe a bit small, hasn't filled out his frame entirely, has high expectations that he's not quite lived up to in some respects. Um, but also carries a pretty reasonable cap hit and is in his prime right now. And he's almost a point per game player. So I very strongly disagree with you. But I appreciate the, the swinging for the fences. Was he, was he a first overall player? Yeah. Oh, okay. So of course mind. he was, he's a, he's an Edmonton Oiler. <laughs> my, my point is moots then. All right. <laughs> Six million is like a drastic underpay for a first overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> true that's why i i, t- I rescinded <laughs> yeah <laughs> look at aaron ekblad's like oh actually we're moving on to florida and aaron ekblad does i wouldn't buy out aaron ekblad but he did make a lot of money based on his pedigree <laughs> what a segue <laughs> um no all, the obvious choice for florida i think is sergey Bobrovsky. um six years at 10 million 31 years old 3.23 goals against average 900 save percentage this past season um Chris Dreiger a guy who no one knew who the hell he was before the year he, like just easily outplayed Bobrovsky this season although Dreiger only played like probably 12 games or something but uh <laughs> yeah that contract we all knew it was going to be ugly but we didn't know it was going to be ugly in the first year so <laughs> Devin what do you say yeah I bet Florida wishes they had James Reimer now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that contract is awful. Everybody knew it was bad when it was signed. Again, Robin, I think you even said that he was like bidding against himself too. It's it ridiculous. Time. Yeah, those types of contracts where you know right away, like even the Jeff Skinner one, I think people were kind of like, hmm, that's, you know, I think that's a little bit too long for Jeff Skinner. And 
Yeah, there's been a few of them. Andrew Ladd, another one to speak of, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and I, w- I will give an honorable mention to Mike Matheson, but uh, why? What do you have to say? Well, that was that was my pick. Was Mike Matheson to be controversial? <laughs> who, I don't uh, think it's controversial. I think there's a, a good <laughs> argument to be made for Mike Matheson. Yeah, it wasn't he supposed to be really good. Yeah, and then yeah, what? I, but he's not. Yeah, he he's only good at like giving Elias Pettersson concussions and like WWE style throwing him to the ice. <laughs> that's really that's really it. But yeah, I. Uh, Mike Matheson also screwed me in the hockey pool. So I why would you like, ever have Mike Matheson in a fantasy hockey pool? Because I didn't pick defense until the last round, Robin Clemens. But still, like <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to be good. He was supposed to be a two-way defenseman. Yeah, then so don't pick him in fantasy hockey. You don't you don't pick two-way defensemen in fantasy hockey. Uh, yes, you do. I guess it depends <laughs> on the categories, but like even then, like you pick. <laughs> I wouldn't even say a two-way defenseman. You pick like just like guys with terrible possession who block shots like a mother, like uh, Chris Russell or uh, Chris Tanev or any other guy named Chris. Um, yeah, I think we can move on to LA where there are lots of uh, good options. <laughs> um, my first pick from the team is John Jonathan Quick. He's got three years at five point eight million. He's thirty-four years old. He's washed um Devin what do you say yeah uh, um I had quick too I I was obviously debating between him Carter and Brown but after looking at Brown's money and stats and Carter's money and stats and then looking at quick it was a pretty obvious choice to get rid of quick he's injury prone he's got an extra season he's making Mm 5.8 and they're in a rebuild anyways so why not just you know ship that person out and although you could make the argument they're in a rebuild they want better picks jonathan quick will allow more goals than cal peterson probably so they might as well <laughs> just keep him around just to like make the team that much worse <laughs> i feel like what will end up happening is he'll come in for like that one or two games where he's not injured and he'll just want to like prove the entire world that you know still got it <laughs> still got it and he'll like post like a shout out or something and no i don't know that's a, that's a good point but I don't know. They don't, I don't really think they've got a whole lot of depth in goaltending anyways. Yeah. Is Paul Peterson like going to, has he shown anything? He's shown some hints of being a good goalie, but I don't know if he's ready for a starter's workload. Um, but whatever they the, yeah, like he could end up just being garbage if they decided to put him into the starter's role and that could benefit the team in some ways, but also hurt them because they want a starter for when they eventually get good. Right. Um, so it might actually be worthwhile keeping Jonathan Quick around for a little while just because they're not going to compete for a few years. They need to make the cap floor. They need um, a goalie to take some of the pressure off of Cal Peterson, I guess. But I, I don't know why I'm talking myself out of my pick. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Wyatt, what do you have to say? What about Drew Doughty? <laughs> Go go ahead. I I have him here as an honorable mention, actually. Yeah, like Drew. De- like, how much money is he making? So he is making eleven million for the next seven years. What? Yeah. Okay. How is that not the worst cut? Co- That's awful. Like, I don't think he's. I don't know how many points he put up. He's not like for the next seven years. I would I would try to restructure that contract. You know what? 
You know, what's even more ridiculous is that Drew Doughty didn't even have an agent negotiate that contract for him. He negotiated it himself. What? Like he somehow got that out of uh, the LA Kings. Yeah, I would, I would replace that contract. That's, that's awful. That's what, what other defenseman makes over 11? Is that just him? Carlson makes 11.5. Yeah, also um, that. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Yeah. Just because like, how old is he? Like 30? 31. Yeah. So yeah. Or no, like, no, sorry. He's 30 right now. I think he turns 31 gonna, later this year, maybe. Yeah. You're going to be paying him 11 million when he's like 38. Like, come yeah. on. Or 37. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I definitely could see uh, an argument to be made for buying Drew Doughty out. It's just tough when he's the face of your franchise for the most part, and he's still producing fairly well, like not at the same level he did at his peak, but he's still a top defenseman in the league, I would say. Maybe like he's probably a top 30 defenseman in the league, possibly top 20, possibly even top 15, depending on who you're talking to. Canada roster. Yeah, he made our Team Canada roster, so that's... Didn't make mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's too long of a contract when he's, yeah. when he's on the wrong side of 30. That's a good point, yeah. And you could even make an argument for Kopitar, um, as blasphemous as that sounds. He's nope. only a couple seasons removed from being a heart candidate, but he's 32 years old. He makes $10 million for the next four years. and he's. I'm, I'm a little bit... That contract, that's that contract's okay. I like Kopitar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get how you can make an argument for it, but I don't like Doughty. <laughs> yeah, I guess like Doughty's definitely the more onerous of the two contracts, making more for longer. But yeah. uh, Kopitar is also two years older, so that's the reason I could see it as a possibility. Um, but they have, um, they have like uh, Velarde and. Um, Turcott coming up and I think like I think Kopitar is just a great mentor for those two guys they're both yeah, center no for sure and yeah they've got an incredibly deep prospect system right now um lots of lots of good forward depth coming up in the system so it's good to have a guy like Kopitar to to show them the ropes for sure I think why it might have actually changed my mind I might be on board to buy somebody Interesting. 11 million for, and I think he plays recklessly. Like I don't, his body won't hold up. And, and like, if you I, got, like, I like Doughty. I just don't know if, I just don't know how good of a mentor he is as well. Like what has he got? Maybe three, four more like solid years. Even if he's only putting up 40 points, he still plays really well. But after that, 11 million, do you really want that on your books? Like, no, that's, it's going to be like the new Brent Seabrook contract, but worse by the time he's yeah. like 34 or whatever. I got to go grab my charger. You guys can do the uh, next team. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the next team, uh, we have the Minnesota wild. There are a few good options on this one, but my choice for this one was Zach Parise. They've been trying to get out of this contract forever. So I think it goes the same. He's still got five years left at 7.54 million. He's turning 36 this year. So that's pretty rough. He's been productive though the last couple of years, like surprisingly productive, but and almost to the point where they were like this close to trading him to the New York Islanders at the trade deadline, which would have been amazing. For who? <laughs> For Andrew Ladd, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he probably should be bought out if they get the chance. Um, I, w- what did you pick, Wyatt? 
Uh, I picked Zuccarello. Oh, okay. He's a, uh, yeah, an interesting choice for sure. Go ahead. Like, I think that was, that was all, that was a crazy deal to like hear about in, on, was it a free agent day? Like to give that guy who's like, what, over 30, I think. He's 32 I now, I think. And he's making how, like a bunch of money. Yeah, for, he's making like close to six mil for the next four years, maybe. Yeah. And he, and he's like a role player. He's not a scorer. I don't think. Like, he's a scorer, but he's a a scorer like of sixty points a year tops. Like he, yeah. at, and at this stage in his career, he's probably more forty five to fifty. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's dependable after like another year from now. <laughs> like six years for a guy that's over thirty. Like, what are you? Or what, I don't know how how long it is, but that's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, a rough contract for sure. But I didn't actually even have him as my second or third worst contract on the team. I'll oh, give really? you a couple of honorable mentions here. Um, <laughs> Jared Spurgeon, uh, he has a seven-year contract extension kicking in next year, and he's already 30 years old, and he's going to be making $7.58 million per year for the next seven years. Yeah, but I like Jared Spurgeon. He's like yeah, a good... He's, he's, he's a good player, and he's been yeah. underrated for a long time, but um, now he's making $7.58 million. That's <laughs> insane. That's like... <laughs> I'm just trying to think of comparables even like he's making 1.5 million more than Nathan McKinnon for one <laughs> or there like something like that. Always that comparable that. Yeah. Which is not a fair comparable. That's like obviously an outlier, but um, <laughs> and Jared Spurgeon, he's maybe worth like, I would, I, he feels more like a six to $6.5 million player to me. And also yeah. for like four to five years when he's 30 years old, I think that's yeah. reasonable. Yeah, I feel like that's nitpicky a, a bit, but yeah, that's that's an okay. But like, it's just, it, I just don't think many people realize he's already thirty years old because he came into the league a little bit late. Yeah, um, and yeah, he he does play like a somewhat physical style too, so I feel like he can wear down. Even though he came in a little late, I feel like he could wear down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And the Minnesota Wild aren't in any position to be extending guys for seven years who are not even the best player at their position. Nope. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Um, then I also had Victor Rask because he's Victor Rask. He's been garbage <laughs> since they acquired him. Um, he's still got two years left after this year at four million a year, and they were burying him in the AHL for a while. So, yeah. true. What about Suter? Suter's got potential for being bought out. He has the exact same contract as Parise. Mm. I just don't have him on there because he is still probably their best defenseman. Yes. <laughs> like he's still pretty dependable he can still skate like he can still play 23 minutes a night if up to like 26 minutes a night even if they need him yeah um so like he's somehow aged not too badly on the duration of that contract but i'm sure it'll hit him in the next year or two that he'll just like fall off a cliff (laughs) true all right so uh I guess Devin's still still finding that charger, so we'll move on to Montreal. <laughs> um, this one's going to be fun, Montreal. Yeah, I'm excited. So I had two guys that were basically a coin toss, and they're the two faces of the franchise. Uh, me too. Shea Weber and Carey Price. <laughs> <laughs> Reading my mind. Coins. Yeah, so Shea Weber has six years left at $7.86 million, and he's 34 years old. Oh, my gosh. Was that, from David, was that from Nashville? 
So here's this. I had to go into the history of this one because I needed to figure <laughs> out like what's the deal, what would happen if they bought him out. Like, because I was trying to actually like figure out what makes more sense, him or Carey Price. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the Shea Weber deal was a, an offer sheet that was sent over from Philadelphia in 2012. And they structured it in a way that they thought um, Nashville small market team was not going to be able to, to pay him. They just put, <laughs> they front loaded the crap out of the contract and gave him like 14 million a year for the first like four or five years or something. <laughs> Insane. Oh goodness. Um, so he's actually only due, I think 1 million a year for the last three years of the contract and 3 million in his like fourth last year. Oh, weird. Um, it's weird. Yeah. So like Montreal doesn't actually owe him that much money, like mm. real money, but he still counts for that cap hit. And for a team like Montreal, that's more of a problem because they're yeah. a team that has the money that they can pay him if they needed to, but the cap hit is what's going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. So I think that he is a very good buyout candidate. The interesting thing is though, if he retires due to injury, then Nashville gets screwed with the the remainder of this the there's like a cap recapture penalty of like 20 million plus yeah, like what the Canucks are doing with Luongo yeah exactly it's a similar thing to Luongo so um yeah the the only thing that would keep me I guess from buying him out and buying out Carey Price instead would be if Montreal has a feeling that he's going to retire in the next couple of years and then they would mm-hmm. just screw Nashville instead <laughs> um so yeah, there's that. And then Carey Price has, I, I have it written down as six years left at 10.5 million after this year. Ooh. And he's 32 years old. Yeah, that's a rough one. He is, a, he's not a shell of his former self. He still has moments. He still can turn it on like Carey, like the Carey Price we know and love. Yeah. Um, but he is they're in trouble with that cap hit. You shouldn't be paying a goalie that much for that long ever. No, that's crazy. I like, that's my pick. I, I buy a carry price and then he can go to Winnipeg and sign a really cheap deal. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, a reliable backup to hell of a carry price. As a <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock oh it. It's going to, Oh, they're, there's like the, that's the one position that Winnipeg is absolutely set at. You don't need to put more money in the goalie position, but <laughs> nope, Carey Price is like, yeah, I like Winnipeg. I like the cold. I will go there for one year at 1.5 million or something, which yeah. is obviously not going to happen, but uh, sure. We'll give you that, that pipe dream. So, so Granger, welcome back. Um, we're just talking Montreal. Um, do you have a pick for Montreal? Yeah. Um, well, my Minnesota pick was Zach Parise, and yeah, in Montreal, was, I went Carey Price. Yeah. So, for just to fill you in for Minnesota, I went Parise, Wyatt went Zuccarello. I made arguments for Rask and uh, Spurgeon. And yeah. then Montreal, I picked Weber, Wyatt picked Price, just so that Winnipeg can re-sign him as a backup for a cheap deal. <laughs> <laughs> and Dogs. I picked Price. All up here, all up in my yeah, head. Playing the long game. <laughs> Kevin Shovel Day off over there, just uh, <laughs> just feasting on all these buyouts. <laughs> so uh, we'll move on to the next team. Um, so Nashville, there's there, there are actually a few options on Nashville, but I think the most obvious one is Kyle Turris. 
Um, he's got four years left at six million a year, and he's they gave him every opportunity to to, to contribute in the top six this year, and he still couldn't do it. And he's thirty years old, and he's washed. So yeah, Wyatt, what do you think? Yeah, Kyle Turris for me. Yeah, he's like I don't I don't even think they they want him to play. I think that they'd honestly pay him not to be there anymore. Yeah, yeah, Devin. Yeah, Kyle Turris. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Any any honorable mentions from you guys? Mm, let me see what I have here. Um, Pekka <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't have enough term left, so I would keep him around. UC Saros is the new starter, though. Pekka's done. No, so, I didn't have any. Yeah, like I, I feel like Matt Duchesne, I, there is potentially an <laughs> argument to make. He's kind of overpaid for a one-dimensional player who can't even score at more than like a 55 to 60 point rate. What about, um, what was that? What about Ryan Johansson? Yeah. There's an argument to be made for Johansson too. They basically they're overpaying their top two centers because of the Mm -hmm. problem that Kyle Turris falling (laughs) apart created. And so now they've got three centers who are all basically, well, basically Johansson, Duchesne are, second line centers and tourists shouldn't even be in the NHL nope. and they're paying them a combined, like at least 20 million. So yeah, that's I'm, insane. I'm with you. Let's buy out Matt Deshane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's interesting because it felt like he took a bit of a discount when he went to Nashville and like a discount in the open market based on the year he had in Ottawa. But I think this year, what he's done in Nashville is more indicative of what his true self is. I think he had, a career year the year before in Ottawa slash Columbus. And um, he's also past his prime now. I don't see him getting any better. All right. Um, let's move on to New Jersey. So I think there are two right answers here in New Jersey. I'm going with Corey Schneider. He's only got two years left, but 6 million. And he, he we all know how bad he's been. Like he's, he showed some moments some glimmers of hope at the end of this season before it got wiped out but i still don't think that's enough to go off of and he's 34 years old as well so uh yeah wyatt you go schneider as well yeah i feel bad he's like i think injuries have like taken a toll on him and Mm. like he he would have been he looked like he was gonna be a feel-good story last year yeah Uh, like been well and then he just gets injured again and yeah i think i think he's done Devin. I went with PKC man. Okay. Yeah, he was just, the second option, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a really good argument for Schneider as well. Um, and if like PK was making closer to Schneider's money, I'd probably pick Schneider. But yeah, PK just w- an awful season last year. Um, 18 points in 68 games, $9 million. Yeah. No, minus 21. Like he didn't make any difference for New Jersey. He hurt them more than he helped for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Honorable mention, uh, Jack Hughes. <laughs> Buy him joking. out of his heels. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. There's, there's a, I feel uh, bad for even saying that. He's such a great hockey player and he's going to be perfectly fine. Sorry, let me turn off. <laughs> there was a rumor that uh, PK was going to get traded to the Jets and like and uh, to like fill in Bufflin's role, kind of. But that never <laughs> materialized. 
just because he's black, they, <laughs> they're saying he's filling in Buffalo's role. That's the only connection I can really make there. That's the, well, <laughs> the booming slap shot, Coinmans. <laughs> he's like so much softer than Buffalo and so much smaller than Buffalo. Loves um, the chirp. Just much different personality. Yeah, like. It's a chirp. Yeah. I feel I feel like the Winnipeg media would be able to sell him as a Buffalo replacement just because the Winnipeg <laughs> media is racist. But <laughs> yeah, I I hope I hope he does make a bounce back though. But I just don't know yeah. if he will. And that's the reason I didn't pick him is I think that there's still a potential for a bounce back. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, move on to the Islanders with uh the obvious choice being the jersey that Wyatt is wearing right now so Andrew Ladd three years at 5.5 mil left he's 34 he's not even in the NHL Wyatt do you agree yeah I'm so happy they just got rid of him because that's a awful contract but another controversial one I think would be Barlamov (laughs) I don't think they would ever do that based on the fact that he played reasonably well for them this last year but I think Grace is the option, though, there. I would say go with Grace. Well, Grace is a UFA coming into this year. But I do think you could get Grace for cheaper. Like, Grace, mm-hmm. you could probably sign him for, like, three years at, like, Carter Hutton money. Basically, you could get him for, like, three <laughs> years, $8.1 million would be my my guess at what his value is on the open market. Yeah. Um, which would save you money for sure. And he is effectively... The same as Semyon Varlamov, maybe a tiny bit worse than Semyon Varlamov, but like pretty similar. So I, mm-hmm. I, I understand that. And I did think it was stupid that they went Varlamov instead <laughs> of Robin Leonard. Yeah. But I think that they were also trying to play the long game of uh, bringing in Elias Sorokin as the backup mm-hmm. to Varlamov this year and having just like a Russian uh, veteran to just help Sorokin get, get acquainted to the NHL. Yeah. So, so Devin, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think you got to go with Andrew Ladd. Um, addition by subtraction. I mean, he didn't even really play for them. He played for the AHL team and he, he got 14 points in 34 games for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. So <laughs> good for him. Yeah. I didn't realize his AHL production was even down that bad. So, uh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> He was a minus 11 too. So <laughs> you got to give it to the guy for still, for still putting on the skates every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's tough. All right. New York Rangers. Here's a team that is surprisingly in, a, in really good shape um, for their cap, in my opinion, but I would still buy out Brendan Smith. If I have the chance, he's got one year at 4.35 million left. He's 31 years old. Couldn't even crack their top six as a defenseman anymore, so they tried him out at wing for like eight minutes a game this past season. Um, didn't do much. So, yeah, Brandon Smith. Wyatt, what do you say? Mark Stahl. <laughs> yeah. 100%. He's old. He probably gets paid a lot of money, and I don't think he's that good. <laughs> That's a good poll. I'm surprised I didn't – let me just look up Mark Stahl's situation. Yeah, so he's got – well, I guess he's only got – yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. What's, what's, what's he at? He's got one year left at 5.7 million. Oh, woof. <laughs> so uh, we're both, we're both uh, just dealing with one year guys who aren't 
worth anything close to what they're getting paid. So Devin, what do you say? Well, if we're going to just go with the financial impact of it, of guys who aren't worth what they're making and are basically pointless on the team at this point, then I'll go with Henrik, even though my first pick was Brandon and I had stall on the list too, but I'll go with the King 8.5 million. Then one more year they've got yeah. and they've got uh Shesterkin. They're fine. They can ride those two goalies. No problem. That's, one A, one B. That's fair. If you're going to be a ruthless GM and <laughs> just uh, rip the hearts out of New York Rangers fans, then you buy out <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist, but it is in all honesty, probably the right move based on the fact that you do have depth at that position. And then you don't have to try and figure out how to trade away one of those guys just, just so you can keep Henrik around for one more year. Yeah. I think they're fine though. Like, like to your guys points, like I, I think they are fine just to buy out Brandon Smith. I don't think they're really in need of a whole lot of cap right now, looking at their UFAs and their RFAs, they should be able to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the fact is the guys that, the, that we've all uh, mentioned as the best candidates only have one year left on their deals, all, all mm-hmm. three of them. So the Rangers are looking, looking like they're in a pretty good spot which is why I uh, picked them to win two cups over the next five years. And uh, in one of the earlier podcast episodes I did, <laughs> I think that the Rangers are the team of the future. Anyway, um, let's uh, go to the Ottawa senators. So who are they going to buy out in order to have their years of unparalleled success? I went with Nikita Zaitsev. So he has four years at 4.5 million left after this year. He's 28. So he still has some like, okay years, but he's a little past his prime probably. Um, Honorable mention to Bobby Ryan. I'm sure one of you guys will probably mention Bobby Ryan. Uh, Wyatt, you want to go ahead? Yeah. Bobby Ryan. I feel bad for him because he went through the whole like um, substance abuse issues that he had this year. And he had a, Sweet hat trick against the Canucks, which I was so happy about. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, what's his contract? I don't know. It's probably a lot. <laughs> he's got two years left at $7.25 million. Yeah, I don't think he's worth $7 million, But, yeah. No. I would buy- he's obviously not, but I went with Zaitsev because he's got more term. And I left Ryan off because I did see that he could still play when he came back from the substance abuse uh, situation. For, former... Zaitsev as a former Leaf must have been pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I guess I've got a bit of a trend going here with buying out former Leaf defensemen. But uh, Devin, what did you pick? I guess I'll go and perhaps be controversial then, and I'll say Colin White. Um, I know, I know, he's, I know he's only twenty three years old, but. Um, <laughs> I guess I got to justify this. He, his contract is for quite a long time, uh, 2024, 2025. It's the longest, I think, on the team. Bobby Ryan's only got, I think, another year or maybe two at that number. And he's making 4.75. 4.75 for what? I, yeah. He's got 23 <laughs> points in 61 games last year, and they even had to send him down to the Belleville Senators to play with the AHL team. I think he's getting paid where he should at the very least be a very, very good third line center. And he's not, he should be playing on the second line for that money. In my opinion, he's not helping that team out. I think Zaitsev 
even though he's making 4.5 and he's 28, it's a year less than White. And to be quite honest with you, so many people rip on Zaitsev, yet for some reason Zaitsev plays a ton of minutes on whatever team that he's on. And he he just does, he keeps things very, very simple. He's not a point production defenseman, but I don't know. I guess he can just, you know, move the puck out of the zone. That's pretty much it, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, I'm going with Colin White. Yeah, I I understand the Colin White pick. He when he signed the contract, I thought it was like Pierre Dorian channeling David Poyle with one of those like outrageous seven year contracts for a guy who's like coming into his own and has got a lot of potential that'll look just like silly, like a Victor Arvidsson type contract. But uh, Colin White is no Victor Arvidsson as we've learned this year. Um, <laughs> He's still got plenty of time to rebound and show that he's worth what he's getting paid. He's a bust. But yeah, it's feeling more like he's a bust or like that he's closer to maybe one of those Arizona Coyote seven-year contracts than he is to a Nashville Predator uh, good money over the seven-year or like an Oscar Clefbaum. Actually got to give kudos to Peter Chiarelli on that one. (laughs) Yeah, so I do understand your argument. I'm sticking with Zaitsev though. Um, yeah, let's move on to Philly. So this one, uh, it was a toss up between three different guys for me, which is kind of cheating. So I'm just going to go with Kevin Hayes. <laughs> so Kevin Hayes, six years at 7.14 million. He's 27 years old. So he's like in his prime right now, maybe just past his prime. Um, but his prime thus far has been like a really good third line center, and like adequate second line center, but he's getting paid like a one B. I can't see that Granger. You got to go. Yeah. I, uh, got to be my buddy there at, uh, non biking. Okay. Um, do you want to give a Philly take and then head out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And sorry about that. Um, no, no so for, for Philly, I was thinking Kevin Hayes as well. Um, hundred percent. I just feel like, again one of those deals they signed right away and don't really understand why they paid him so much based off of one semi good season like 50 points that he got so yeah i don't i never really understood yeah. that and he hasn't lived up to it the only thing that would hold me back from like i did pick kevin kevin hayes but i don't think philadelphia's management would ever do this because it would be such an admission of like their own fault for signing this contract only a year ago um i think they're too proud to buy out kevin hayes so but it is probably the right choice why what do you think though yeah i i would buy out kevin hayes and then sign him to a really cheap deal so you can go back to Winnipeg <laughs> and uh play in that third line role again it's like a glove on that third line although uh <laughs> my pick for winnipeg's buyout as you'll see later might indicate that kevin hayes should be their second line center <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Devin, you got to head out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had that plan earlier on, so I'm not just, uh, you know, taking off real quick here. No, but, uh, no worries. Yeah, this is, this has gone on a little longer than I was expecting, but uh, thank you for, <laughs> for joining us on this. Yeah, I know. It's great. I love it. And I'm uh, looking forward to the next one. I'm going to tell you right now, though, I have no buyouts for the Leafs. And it's not because I'm a homer. It's just because I couldn't think of one. Their contracts are great or they're reasonable enough that we need to keep them. 
Yeah. Fair enough. And, right. and bio uh, and bio uh, Wheeler as well. Uh, <laughs> only and that wasn't my original pick, but only because throw. you were picking on. I She's can't just like spitting hot fire and then throwing a smoke bomb on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot for having me today, and I look forward to the next time. Take care, yeah. guys. No, oh, take care. We'll see you later, Devin. Keep. All right, so Wyatt, just you and me now for uh, the last few teams. So Pittsburgh, um, I will go with Jack Johnson. He mm-hmm. has three years left at $3.25 million, so it's not like a terrible amount, but he's um, proven to be a huge anchor on the team and not like in a good way, just like he, <laughs> he's, weighing, he's keeping them from being the team that they could be basically at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. What do you think? I would say Patrick Hornquist. Oh. Yeah, like he's old and I think it's the it's the whole like Crosby and Malcolm make him better than he is. Okay. And I and I think that he can't like he has a history of concussions and he's old, get rid of him. I think he's, he's, he's not as old as most people think he is. He looks very old. <laughs> I think he's like 32 though. Oh, really? He looks yeah. like he's <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, let me just check for sure. I think he was born in 87, so he's either 32 or 33, I think. Yeah, I think it's just that... Oh, he's 33. Product. He was born on New Year's Day, 87. Yeah, so he's a product of, like, Crosby playing with him. I think he would be bought on, on any other team. Yeah. He's one of those guys, though, that, like, he's very valuable to the team as a net front presence. He does a lot of the dirty work that other guys don't want to, and that is been proven by how injured he gets <laughs> like, yeah he's just constantly getting injured but i do agree that that also has maybe deteriorate caused him to have like his body deteriorate to quite an extent where i feel like bad for him every time that he's strapping on skates at this point because he's just going to get beaten up and he's already been beaten up to such an extent that i don't know how much more he's got left in him um how many years does he have do you have any idea like probably a lot. <laughs> He's got three more years at five point three million, Ooh. so that's a fair pick. I could I can see some justification for that, but based on their Stanley Cup aspirations, he means too much to the team. He just takes too much of the hurt away from like st- their stars, and he's one of the best players in the NHL at just like being a net front presence and getting in the, the dirty areas. I would say um, that or Brandon Tanev. Yeah, because, Brandon, Brandon Tanev was my honorable mention. That contract is egregious for sure. Yeah. What is it, like six years at like four million or something? Six years at 3.5. He's finished the first year of that, and he actually was probably worth the 3.5 this year. He played really well on what was arguably like the best third line in hockey. They were just like lights out at shutting down opponents. But I don't see that contract aging well. No. Yeah, he's already 28 years old, and what is his career high in points, like 25 or something? <laughs> then buy, buy him out and then bring him back to Winnipeg on a cheap deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that hurt. When he left, that was, that was, that was rough. But it's, left, it, it, it's, rough to, sorry, it's rough to lose a tan of. Yeah, like they're yeah, they're heart and soul type players. But I'm glad we didn't pay him that much. That would have yeah. been like just yeah. – yeah. yeah, you shovel day off – would not be able to justify that. Like, especially no. a team like Winnipeg where every dollar counts to such a, such a degree. Cause they don't have the deep pockets to be buying players out left, right and center. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So San Jose, here's where I think it gets really interesting and difficult to choose a player because there are like six guys that deserve to be bought <laughs> out on this team. <laughs> what do you think? Um, think? Oh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'll go. I pick yeah, Martin, Jones. Martin Jones. Martin Jones. Yeah. I think. I think. I know. Like, I don't think he has it anymore. He's your favorite goalie of all time. You love Martin Jones uh, for the value. Single-handedly won me and Henderson in the pool our first year in China. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's. I uh, think. I think out of all those contracts, I think that's the worst one. He's that. That is a like for sure one of the worst contracts in the league. Um, but I actually have Vlasic on here. Mark Edward Whoa, the pickle man. Yeah, the pickle man. So <laughs> the reasoning is he is 33 years old and he's got six more years at 7 million. And he's already shown some very like clear signs of uh, just falling apart. Maybe not falling apart, but just like slowing down for sure. He can't play at the same level he used to. They've had to shelter him a bit more lately. Um He's, his minutes have gone down. His possession numbers have gone way down. And he is not producing offensively either. So, like, if he's not the possession whiz defensive defenseman that he was in his heyday, what are they paying him for? And that's just going to look worse and worse as he, he's, he's signed till he's, like, 39. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Martin Jones is a terrible contract, and I almost gave it to him. The only reason I did not is that he's got four years left at 5.75, which is not quite as bad as the six years at seven that Vlasic has. True. And also the goalie position, I feel like there is so random sometimes that there is an odd chance that Martin Jones could bounce back and play well. Yeah. Um, honorable mention to Evander Kane, Eric Carlson, <laughs> Brent Burns, and Logan Couture. <laughs> <laughs> So like they're most important players, but they're all on the wrong side of 30, all getting paid too much and all on contracts that go into their late thirties, early forties. Yeah. It's that aging core, eh? Like when they, they like really needed a big win like five years ago and then it just didn't happen. And I guess Evander Kane's not on the wrong side of 30 yet. I think he's like 29 though. (laughs) Like he's basically there. Um, Let me even check. He might, he might even be 30 and I might be wrong. Yeah. I don't, I think he's he's not a. I don't think he's going to carry a team though. Well, he's twenty eight, but he's yeah. turning twenty nine in August. So yeah, yeah, and he's getting paid seven mil a year for the next like six years or so. So <laughs> yeah, San Jose is going to be probably the worst team in the NHL. I think for the next like four years, five years. Yeah, it's going to be ugly unless they can get out of some from under some of those contracts. Yeah. Um, St. Louis. So I have – actually, do you want to go first for the remainder of these ones, Wyatt? In other words, I feel like kind of guilty for going first every time. So um, I pick Jake Allen. Okay. Because he's a backup and he's getting paid a lot of money, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake Allen, I think he's getting paid like $4 million a year. Let's just yeah, double check. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like, have, well, have he's to, actually he's actually getting paid four point three five million a year, but he's only got one year left. Yeah. So I would not pick Jake Allen because only one year left, and he actually played really well this year as a backup. Yeah, but you can't pay your backup like four million dollars a year. Get rid of that. Yeah. 
Um, I would pick Justin Falk because he signed an extension in the offseason that kicks in next year for seven years at $6.5 million a year. And he's, he's already 28. So he's basically got the Cam Fowler He's got the Cam Fowler contract, but for like an extra year or two. And he only put up 16 points in 68 games played this year. Mm -hmm. So he did nothing in St. Louis this year. He's supposed to be an offensive defenseman and he couldn't even run their second power play. Oh yeah. Like I, I liked him in Carolina. And his contract might keep them from signing Alex Petrangelo too, which is the most insane part. Yeah. Amazing. Because they can't afford both of those guys. It's just not possible to have Falk, Pareko, Petrangelo. Um, Bo Meester's probably still got a decent cap hit, although I bet they can LTIR that. Yeah. Um, like Vince Dunn is going to have to get paid something, not like an, a crazy amount, but probably like three to four million a year. Um, yeah. yeah, they just long term can't probably keep Petrangelo because he's going to demand at least 10 million a year. Yeah, true. So uh, if they could get rid of Justin Falk, then maybe they can re-sign Petrangelo. So that would be another reason for that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also had an honorable mention of Marco Scandella because he's got four years at 3.28 million and he's like a seventh defenseman at this point. <laughs> yeah, but he's been traded a lot though. He got traded a bunch last year. He got year, traded right? somehow for a second round pick to, to <laughs> St. Louis at the trade deadline, which makes no sense to me. What a fleece. Yeah. If they could redo that based on what they know now about COVID, I bet they, they certainly would. Um, so, let, yeah, let's uh, move on to Tampa Bay. I have Ryan McDonough, which is uh, sad to say for Tampa because they signed him to that contract pretty recently. But he's got six years left after this year at $6.75 million. Yep. Um, he's 30 years old, and he just really took a step back this year. Like, he looked not that good. So uh, that's my, my pick for Tampa. What do you say, Wyatt? Uh, I don't know. It's hard. Like this team is this, like this team does contracts. Well, like, like I feel, I don't know. I would probably have to say like Ryan McDonough as well. Like Vasilevsky is making what? 9 million next year. 9.5. I think. Yeah, that might be bad. It and might the, be too much for a goalie. At least he's young still, though, or youngish. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would say that, or like maybe Yanni Gord. Yeah, I had him as an honorable mention. He's got five years at five point one seven million left, and he's already twenty eight years old. Yeah, like I don't think he's that good anymore. I don't know what no, he, he would. Do. I think he got paid for production that he put forward playing with elite players. Like yeah. he had, he had that year where he put up like 65 points playing probably with like, I don't know who, who it was exactly, but if he's in Tampa Bay's top six, like it's not hard to get 65 points. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see some time with like Kucherov or Stamkos or Point or Johnson or Palat. So yeah, you're, you're going to be good. Um, yeah. I think that McDonough or Gord are both good choices. You could what potentially... You could potentially argue Tyler Johnson for sure, but I think he's got some value as a trade candidate. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you could trade him, so I don't know if I would buy him out. But Yanni Gord, I do feel like it was more of a like one or two year just like blip on the radar, and now he's back to just being like a serviceable bottom six forward. Yeah. Um, 
All right, Toronto. Wyatt, you go first. Everyone's favorite defenseman, Cody CC. Okay, so this is a dumb pick, Wyatt. The reason is that he doesn't have a contract after this year. Yeah, but they're going to give him a contract. So you're, gonna... you're saying sign him out on the yet-to-be-determined contract that they signed and then, him to? And then buy him or out. Sell, buy him out, sorry. Buy him out. Or uh, Willie Nylander. <laughs> okay, you can't just drop Willie Nylander like that and just what? like and not, and not explain it. Why? I don't like... Or Mitch Barner, I guess. Pick Just pick any of the four forwards that are making $40 million combined. <laughs> I will give you that they are making more than they probably should, but they are also integral to this team at this <laughs> point, and they are also all young minus Tavares. Yeah. So I don't see and, – and they, they could easily fetch a great return in a trade, so I wouldn't buy out any of them. Really? Um, no. I would say that the closest would be Tavares just because he's – a bit older now, but I think he's still he's still more than capable of pu- putting up a point per game. And who would it and be? He's their captain too. <laughs> so I said, uh, sorry, Ekman Lar- I said Ekman Larson to buy them out, and he's the captain of the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's making more than he should, like unequivocally. I think there's more <laughs> of an argument to the Ekman Larson one than Tavares. Like Tavares yeah. is a year removed from finishing like third in the league in goal scoring. Yeah, um, I feel like they have to get rid of Mitch Marner. Like ten point, like whatever, how much money he's making. Like you can't. You have to get rid of one of those bad contracts. Yeah, so I agree that they do need to get rid of someone in yeah. the forward ranks. Um, but I wouldn't buy them out. I oh. would just trade them. Yeah, because they can get something good in return for these guys. There's no no question about that. I think if they wanted to trade Mitch Marner, they'd have teams knocking down their door. Even though he does make more than he should, he's so young and so uh, offensively gifted. There's so much potential there that I think that a team that is just starving for forward creativity, like Arizona, for example, <laughs> would find a way to uh, make a good trade for him. Who would you who would you uh, buy out then? Nobody. No way. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. Like, there's the, the contracts that are on the books after this year are not egregiously bad. They're not bad to the point that you need to buy someone out. I think that someone needs to be traded. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily know who it should be besides like. You should take a swing on trading one of Kapanen or Janssen. Yeah. Because they're just like depth forwards that are not really developing to the point that they're incredible bargains, but you can still um, easily sway a team that they could be a bargain. Uh, but uh, yeah, I Wouldn't think that maybe maybe you trade Tavares, actually. Yeah. You wouldn't get rid of Tavares? Like he's going to be pretty old in like, what, six years? No, that's what I'm saying. You could trade him. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think you buy him out. It just seems stupid to to buy him out when you could still get assets back for him. You Kerfoot? Kerfoot is closer to a possibility, but he's still only twenty five years old. He's he could he could develop into being worth the money. And three point five million for a third line center is maybe like a 
tad of it, like a slight overpay, but it's not brutal. Jason Spezza. <laughs> <laughs> Making like the veterans minimum. <laughs> Get, well, he, he didn't play in the, in the opening game of last year. Like yeah. against all, the Ottawa Senders. <laughs> Got yeah, and that's just because was Babcock's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> like, how could you be that awful of a human being to like, to like take that joy away? Like the guys played in Ottawa his whole career. Just gets him off. Yeah, like so strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess like, yeah, I want, I can't believe they're the only team that has no buyouts, but like you have to buy out somebody. So I'd probably buy out Kerfoot. Sure. Like he should have been, he should have been better in Colorado. And I don't think he was that good in Colorado. He was, he had, I think he had back to back 40 to 50 point seasons in Colorado in his like age 22 or age 23, 24 seasons. So that's that's pretty good. Bio Anderson. <laughs> It'd be so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you have Jack Campbell. You're good. Yeah, old Soupy back there. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's move on to Vancouver. My this, pick for this is Louis Erickson. This should be the easiest one out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty pretty it, obvious. It has to be Louis Erickson. He's yeah. so so bad. It's not, I don't even need to get into the figures. Everyone knows. So, uh, Louis <laughs> Did you hear, his, uh, his, first, his first game and his first goal was an own goal <laughs> against uh, the Canucks. <laughs> uh, I, can't believe, a, I still can't believe how badly that turned out because he, like, he was not a terrible player when they signed him, and then he just fell like, off a cliff. Yeah, I would do that one or Myers. Yeah. Because, like... I, the Myers contract is terrible. But like you're gonna get you're gonna pay that if you want Myers. That's the issue. That's why Winnipeg let go. I'm like they were they were probably gonna have to pay him that and they said no, we can't. He's yeah. he's another guy like not draft pedigree so much as just his Calder season has put this image into GM's heads of a guy that is better than he actually is, and because of that, Myers will perpetually be overpaid by about two million a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I, but I do agree. It's a, it's a possibility for Myers. I would even say like Jay Beagle potentially. Um, yeah. but that contract is not as long or as outrageous as, uh, like Myers or Erickson's. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Vegas, this was a tough one. I almost said no, nobody for Vegas, but I went with Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. You got to go with Fleury, I think. Yeah. Which is uh, such a hard sell because there's no way their GM would actually do it. He's the face of the franchise. Everyone yeah. in Vegas loves him, but he does have two years left at 7 million and he's 35 years old and he only had a nine five save percentage this last year. So he's, who's, their, their, who's the other goalie Laner? Robin Leonard right now. Uh, <laughs> so I also put a bit of a like caveat. I said, this is predicated on them signing Robin Leonard to a reasonable contract. If they could buy out flurry, and then get Leonard on like a three-year at like four million a year contract. Yeah, by all means, do that. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I would definitely say he fits into the same category as like Price. I guess like, like he's a, even like a three-year five million a year contract for Leonard makes much more sense than Flurry at two years seven yeah. million a year. But yeah, Flurry's getting overpaid for his past accomplishments. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Washington. 
<laughs> there, there were a few different options here. Um, none really like stood out as being the perfect call, but uh, I ended up going with Richard Panic. Really? I, yeah. I I'm guessing you went TJ Oshi. You have to go TJ Oshi. There's no <laughs> pick Panic over Oshi. Panic is Panic. I think is less talented. TJ Oshi is producing way more than he has any right to in his age 33 season when he's healthy when he's healthy but he's been since he's come to Washington he's been a really solid player and playing better than you'd expect him to based on his age as I said yeah Um, so he's one of those guys that you wonder if he's able to like just keep it going somehow kind of like Blake Wheeler in Winnipeg how um, like Wheeler has shown signs of slowing down for sure but yeah. these are guys that also bring really good intangibles as leaders on a team. Um, TJ Oshie, not to the same extent as Blake Wheeler, but like he's still a great guy to have in the in the room. He's gonna get you. He's gonna net you a bunch of points each year just because he's so damn good at the shootout and because that still yeah. exists. So, yeah. um, and he put up forty nine points in sixty nine games this past year, but like twenty six of those were goals. Um, since he's come to Washington, his point totals each year have been 51, 56, 47, 54, 49, which doesn't like jump off the page at you. But like you said, he is injury prone. So he's missed like at least 13 games in in a number of those in like three of those five years. Yeah, I would say either that or like Hathaway. Okay. Hathaway's not making that much though. Yeah, but he's like... He's making, on, I think, a little bit more than what fourth liners would usually make, wouldn't he? Yeah, I guess so. But he's not like he's not. He's still like, was it like one point five million or something? Ah, uh, yeah. Or Carl Hagland. Yeah, Carl Hagland. I had as a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Hagland, Panic. They're both basically the same type of player that you're like a good GM if you get the, if you wait, wait out the market and wait for uh, them to just not sign with other teams. And then you pick them up on like Jason Spezza or Tyler Ennis type contracts. Yeah. You get them at like one year for 700,000, but you shouldn't be paying them four years, at like close to 3 million a year. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, we get to Winnipeg. Finally, finally, Wyatt, uh, his chance to shine. So, uh, <laughs> Let me guess. You do not buy anyone out on Winnipeg, Wyatt? <laughs> uh, I would... I'm, like, debating between two people. Um, Brian Little and and Matthew Perot. Okay. Matthew Perot doesn't have much term left, I don't think. So I yeah. went with Brian Little because he's still got four years left at $5.29 million per... It's not and great. He's, and he's 32. He's injury-prone. Yeah, he clearly is not the second line center that the Jets need him to be. Nope. Um, yeah. So my my advice is compliance buyout Brian Little and sign Kevin Hayes. Yeah, that's that's what you, <laughs> after that's, after he gets bought out. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I get I feel bad for Brian Little, but like, yeah, it's I don't think it's it's going to be beneficial at all to him for him staying around after this year. And honestly, like if they gave Kevin Hayes four years at five point two nine million, that's fine. But yeah. like Brian Little does not deserve that at this point, and when he's thirty two years old and just broken. Yeah, he was one of the guys from Atlanta, I think. Still, yeah, like one of 
uh, one of the older players too. Him so, and Bufflin, yeah. I guess, were like two of the last guys. Yeah. So is there is there anyone else? Like Enstrom's gone now. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I can't. Yeah, I think Enstrom would be the only one. But yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. That's a, that was, well, uh, we as long as we can both agree that Granger is a piece of shit for saying Blake Wheeler. Yeah, what a dick. Like, <laughs> if I get Blake Wheeler, and he's like I'm not as good as he usually is, but he's you can't you can't touch him unless he walks away from the team. Yeah, he's like he's a he's a rock star in Winnipeg just just yeah. for signing that five year extension, really. Yeah. Like he, he showed that he wanted to stay and be the leader, yeah. To guide this team to hopefully the playoffs. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, just like Johnny Tavares taking that hometown discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a, that was a that was a pretty that's a reasonable one. Yeah, I would because also we have a bunch of like young prospects coming up through the system, which could replace Little as well. And we didn't play with Little at all last year. Because of that injury, so and I, and I don't think we really yeah. missed the beat. No, I feel like Patrick Line was better without him. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So, mm-hmm. although I guess they put Line up to the top line a bit more this year. Finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, yeah. anyway, it's been uh, it's been great chatting with you about this, Wyatt. Um, yeah. Let's let's hope that it sounds like the NHL is probably coming back in uh, July or something um let's hope that if they do come back that it's not just for 16 playoff teams based on points percentage so that the jets don't miss out by like 0.001 i heard i heard a news report today it's a 24 team playoff format yeah i've read that in a couple uh posts of by various people that would be interesting um especially if they decide to do it like they said one option was just six teams from each division yeah which would make no sense if uh they do it that way with no crossovers because then teams like montreal and buffalo make it in ahead of the new york rangers who are a much (laughs) better team and are from like the biggest market in all of north america um also chicago would get left out at the expense of the anaheim ducks yeah like i think that if they do that it would only make sense if they can do it with the crossover from divisions so you can get like slightly better teams in the New York Rangers and Chicago who are in giant markets into the playoffs. For sure. But that'd be nice to see Winnipeg make it in based on that format. Yeah. But it's a deep draft as well. So I wouldn't be upset if we had a draft pick that was in like the top 20. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, there's, there's going to be some interesting developments in the next few weeks. I imagine see what happens with the draft. If they do it in June, see what happens with the, the season resuming. But in the meantime, thanks for joining me on this one, Wyatt. And uh, we'll we'll chat again later about who knows. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs>